You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Everybody, it's Jamie McDonald and Susan Briggs bringing you this month's update on all things pack. Hi, Susan. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Susan. So we're getting ready to go over to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Expo this coming week, which is a, a big deal for our industry. Why don't we talk to we talk about that a little bit? You've been there way more times than I've been there. This is only my second game. You've been there many times. It's a really good show where we get together as pet professionals. Um, we get to network teach, learn, and just hang out for three days. And as a group, I think we kind of focus on improving care overall and making our businesses easier to run. It's a lot of fun. They have it in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is the sweetest place on earth. So we have lots of chocolate on the trade show. It's so much fun. But um, it's really one of my favorite shows just because the people are so nice and um, open to learning and just improving their businesses. It's really encouraging. So don't you think it's interesting? I think about this, that here we all are. I think they're expecting 700 attendees. Here are 700 attendees, 700 people, pet professionals, both business owners and also employees of those businesses. And also, um, I think they also draw some folks that are looking to get into the industry. Here are all these people. I don't think pet parents have any idea, right? (laughs) That like all of these people are spending literally thousands of dollars taking time away from their businesses. Yes. And and traveling across the country to go yeah. and learn how to do their job better and how to take care of people's pets better. Like, yeah. And people have no idea like, that happens. They have no idea. And this show is like two weeks before Thanksgiving, which right. is one of our biggest holidays in the lodging service area. So for, yeah, for people to place a priority on education and improving their business, that's one of the key things I think parents should look at is, is their provider participating in these events. Well, I mean, so that speaks to, so let's talk about PAC. Let's just talk about a quick, let's just do a quick um, nugget about what PAC is. I'll let you go ahead and do a quick debriefing on that to keep everyone, get everyone up to speed about why we're, why we're doing these monthly update calls. Yeah, Professional Animal Care Certification Council is a new organization with a dual mission. For the industry, we want to help those providers who are going to conferences, who are spending and investing in education and a priority on quality care, be recognized for making that effort. Because today, it's really challenging to stand out in the competition. And part of the reason is, is it is a little complex for pet parents to understand what it really takes to provide quality pet care. So that's our second goal with PAC is that it'll make it easy because providers or operators will either be certified or they won't. And so we really want pet parents to look for certified providers because they'll know that those are the people who are knowledgeable about the responsibilities and the safety risks and what it really takes to provide quality pet care. Well, and like we talked about in our first episode, it's really at the end of the day, maybe we didn't talk about this explicitly, but I know it's something that you and I talk about all the time and that, you know, it's just kind of in our own world, both personally and professionally, is that, you know, animals are, animals always carry a risk. Yes. Um, I mean, that's just the deal, right? Dogs, whether it's a two-pound chihuahua or a 180-pound mastiff, it's a risk. And meaning for the pet owner, 
right? And so pet owner's job is to do everything they can to mitigate their risk because they're putting you, you want to keep your animal safe. You want to keep people safe. You want to keep, it's all about maintaining public safety because that's how um, we're able to continue to have pets without any kind of other legislation around it. I mean, it's a pretty free game out there for us to own pets right now, other than, you know, some municipalities have laws about number of pets allowed and so on and so forth. But by and large, you can kind of have any dog you want really kind of anywhere. And the only way that that's going to continue is if we continue to focus on public safety, because as soon as that starts to become a bigger issue in the eyes of the law or the eyes of, well, in the eyes of government or other lawmakers, um, that becomes, you know, all of a sudden, we don't want a spotlight shown in a negative way on pet ownership. And the only way to keep that spotlight off is by maintaining and by keeping a focus on how to keep people safe around animals. And that was a long way for me to get there. I know that you're hanging in there with me. I hope everyone listening is listening. It's like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Just get to your point, Jamie. The point is, is that pet care providers need to be thinking about this all the time. All the oh. time because they're not just they're not just protecting the pets in their care. They're protecting the public at large and they're protecting the ability for people to continue to own pets. Yeah, there's really a lot of responsibility on your shoulders when you make the decision to get into the pet care business. Absolutely. And it's, you know, something when I mentor new startups that we really talk about is the level of responsibility that you have. And professional pet care providers, we do everything we can to mitigate the risk, but we'll never be 100% because we're people, we're humans. And and that's where we kind of separate, I think, the quality and providers that will be certified from those that aren't. Because at least the ones who are certified recognize all the risk and are putting steps in place to minimize anything happening. So, like, what do you think, I don't know, so if, if I'm a if we're talking to Jane Smith and Jane Smith, let's, let's talk about two things. One, Jane Smith, the pet owner, and then Jane Smith, the business owner. What do you think are the best ways to talk to Jane Smith, the pet owner, about this without getting, because, you know, listen, everyone's got a short attention span these days, right? There's a lot of stuff going on out there in the world, um, both personally, professionally, in the media, social media. I mean, it's just, it's insanity, right? Let's just, it's insanity. Yeah. So how do you nugget it out? How do you just do, how do you net it out to the point where Jane Smith, the pet owner, gets this? I mean, I'm, I don't know the answer to that, yeah. by the way. I'm asking you, uh, like, what do you think that answer is? Well, I would start with two questions um, that we, to ask their potential pet providers. And the first is, you know, how did you learn about pet care? And you okay. want an answer that's more than, well, I've had a lot of dogs in my own life. Because scaling up and taking care of, you know, 10, 20, 50, 50. 100 pets right. is right. very different than having even three dogs at a time, which is what I have in my own home right now. Because there's such a variety in breed and size and temperament and personality. And until you're a pet care professional, you're probably only exposed to a few different breeds because we all have our favorites that we like. And yes, we do. one thing I loved about being a pet care professional is a, it was kind of like being the grandparent. I could have fun with all these breeds that I would never have in my own <laughs> home. <laughs> but then I sent them home with their pet parents. But I enjoyed their personalities and learned about them. But I had never lived with them before. And there are some real, you know, health risk and care issues related to different breeds that you can't assume someone knows if they haven't spent time really studying and learning about pets. 
Right. So the knowledge is the first thing. And then the second question, if I had to boil it down to two, is, you know, what measures do you take to ensure my pet is safe? And somebody that's a professional that has spent a lot of time on this will start rattling off a long list of things. That's right. You know, starts with facility design and material construction through operating procedures, emergency evacuation plans. I mean, it'll just come spilling out a long list of things. So you don't have to necessarily focus on the details, but you want someone that will respond that this is something they've thought about and incorporated into their business. So yes, to all of that. And it's, it's, you know, it's so funny when I hear you talk. Well, obviously, I, I totally respect you and am a big fan of yours professionally and obviously like you personally quite a bit. But when I hear you talk, I always feel like, ah, what she said. No, I mean, seriously, I always feel like, okay, what she said. And I feel like, you're kind of the, you know, you are the sage around this, right? Like you can speak to this because not only have you been doing this for a long time and have you been involved with organizations that are at the forefront of innovation around pet care, including our current organization, PAC, but how do like, how would you say, and this is just more tactical again, and this is just more, and maybe there's no answer for this during our show today, but how would you just recommend someone who has very little, who's just, how about this, who's just starting a business. Let's get back to the mm-hmm. Jane Smith, right? Who's just starting a business or who's just, how about this, not even starting a business, just has their first job working in daycare, right? Mm-hmm. And they get a call, they get a, they get a question at a dog park or at a cocktail party. Um, why should, you know, uh, and they're talking with someone who's considering for the first time ever putting their dog in daycare. Like, what do you think are good, just quick talking points that that professional or that new professional or that novice professional, I guess, could have, could engage with a new pet owner who isn't aware of this giant landscape that you and I know so well. What are some things that we can do to support these novice pet professionals to be able to engage new pet owners or pet owners who maybe aren't new but don't recognize that there is a level of professionalism that we're trying to create and bring up and maintain? What do you think those kind of statements could be because I really don't know without offending people you know hey is your pet care provider licensed hey do you know what it means to have a good I mean how do you do that because I don't I truly don't know and maybe that's that's something we're going to learn together exactly and I think absolutely this has been a learning process for us but I think the first thing I would say is you want a provider who asks questions about your specific pet Mm, because quality care you know what I love that I love that. With knowing each pet as an individual. You know what? That is such a great point that I think is so assumed yet so terribly overlooked. Yeah, it's really, it's part of that intake process. Yes. It's so not the more ju- questions you are asked up front, which can be frustrating from the pet parent's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But know that that's a provider who is wanting to have the information so that they can ensure the health and safety and well-being of their pet, not only physically, but emotionally. We want the pets to be happy when they're in our center. The last thing we want is a dog or a cat that is totally stressed and unhappy. Listen, would you ever want to go to the doctor's office? <laughs> Walk in and be like, you're a human. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take this and call me in the morning. You're a human. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's actually, that's a really good way of thinking about this. All right. Well, listen, as always, this is a, an intellectually arousing 
conversation around pet care and professionalism and public safety and all the things I know you and I can talk about for hours and hours and hours and days and days and days because there's just so much to talk about and so much to unearth and so many things to look at and examine under a different lens than the lens that I think has been applied for the last couple of decades, which is why PAC is here. So everybody, Susan and I will be back with you again next month after pet boarding and daycare, and we'll be able to talk about some things that we learned and also, of course, be able to give more updates about where PAC is at. In fact, what do you want to share right now about where what the, the current status of PAC? Now, obviously, think about you know, today, everybody, we're recording this today on Wednesday, November 4th. We'll probably have this up for listening, let's say, in the next 10 to 15 days. So kind of thinking forward, Susan, let's just call it around Thanksgiving-ish time. What do we think is going to be the status and how can we direct folks to find out more about PAC and what can they do? We'd love for them to come visit our website, which is pacert.org or paccert.org. And we will have a GoFundMe page where that will be linked from our website to where they can donate. And that's important to keep our website going, to Mm -hmm. keep our attorneys and really pay for the infrastructure that we need to get certification off the ground. We're using a boatload of volunteers from the industry that are contributing their time, but there's just some things we have to pay for and hard money. And we need the support of the industry and the public because this is important for all of our pets long term that we be able to easily know the professional providers, and they're recognized and in demand for their services. So we we need really some financial support and to help spread the word with friends and family that this is coming and it's important for our pets. Great. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for putting that out there and sharing that. So everybody go visit and give somebody a dollar. I know that this is going to sound so pledge drive-ish, yeah. but it's true. It is every, true. Every dollar truly, truly counts. And I will also tell you that Susan is a tireless leader in making this happen. I've, I'm so totally impressed with how you are approaching this and your commitment and your level of professionalism and how you're applying your expertise and how you've brought together truly the greatest minds in the pet mm-hmm. industry. It's really impressive. I mean, it's really impressive. It Uh, is. It's it's incredible. I mean, this is like tombstone stuff. Like, like, you know, here lies Susan. She (laughs) really, this is like, this is the stuff that changes the world. And you're, you're leading the charge on that. And I'm just, I'm so honored to have the, to have this relationship with you and to watch you do all of this and to be a part of it in a small way. And I'm pretty sure that everyone who is involved in PAC feels the same way. In fact, I know they do. And that's what's really touched me and keeps me going is because that has been the response from everyone, which to me is very telling that we're on to a project that's really important. Indeed. And it takes all of us together. We, If anyone wants to volunteer, we're still taking volunteers too. So there's a lot of ways, money or your time, we'll take it. So go to our website and we will put you to work or put your money to work. All right, you heard Susan, time, money, we'll take it. I'll take it. All right, this is Jamie McDowell and Susan Briggs talking to you about PAC on PAC's monthly update on the Pet Life Radio Network, brought to you by our friends at Pet Life Radio Network. And if you haven't checked out Pet Life Radio Network, oh my goodness, you are missing out because um, that this network has the most incredible hosts and the most incredible guests and just anything that you can possibly imagine around what's happening with animals in this world, and not just pet animals, companion animals, but all animals. This is the place to come learn about it, PetLifeRadioNetwork.com. Okay, on that note, Susan, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you in Hershey in about, what, five, four days, something like that? Absolutely. We'll be eating chocolate together. I know. Big hugs. Uh, Yes. 
<laughs> I'll, uh, kisses. I'll see you soon. Kisses. <laughs> okay, that was ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.